Hey everybody, what's happening? It's that time again. It is time for dads, dudes, and coaches. We're coming to you from our studio here in Westchester. I'm sitting next to my co-host, Senior Bradley Olson. And we've got an exciting, exciting episode tonight. Do not laugh at my squeaks and squeals. <laughs> I'm laughing at my head bobbing to the music. Yeah, just... there you go. There you go. I love it. We are coming through on the audio. We're going to have a good time tonight. We're talking about sideline coaching, right? Yeah. I'm pumped. If you can't tell. The inflection of it's my exciting. voice. And why does it occur? How can we avoid it? What it is? Maybe you've been... I do it. We all do yeah, it. Right, right. We're all, we all fall victim to that. If you got a comment, a suggestion, a topic you want us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. Instagram is the way to get in touch with us. SC Trojan Brad, Jeff LaConte Tennis. Shoot us, shoot us a message. And you got a lot of headlines, I know. <laughs> no. I have some quick headlines because I want to get right into well, this. It's a busy weekend. Topic. Been a busy couple weekends. Yeah. This weekend is the second leg of the Triple Crown. Yeah. And yep. it's called the Preakness, as most of us know. It's raced at Pimlico. Well, you just, yeah, you just told me it's in Maryland. The winner, <laughs> the winner of the Kentucky Derby is not racing. Oh. Which is kind of crazy. Oh, because okay. Because usually, yeah. but, but it's part of the plan. They don't like to run their three-year-olds that quickly because it's a quick turnaround. It's only two oh. weeks. Okay. If they haven't done that before, they're always cognizant of not doing it. So it was part of the plan, and, you know, I there like, was no I triple like, crown winner this year. Right. But... Well, that kind of, okay. Is that going to affect viewership or anything, you think? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going to watch. It's fun to watch. (laughs) But I think I would be remiss if we didn't do it one more time. Just listen to the final 30 seconds of the Kentucky Derby because I don't know if anybody has seen or a lot of you may have seen the aerial shot clearly shot with the drone it was an exciting race of and there's like an arrow on the winner and then there's yes. an arrow on the front guy yep and you watch i mean it's his last 30 seconds so when i start this clip i mean he's like i think he's fourth to last or yeah something like that. yeah it was cool to watch how he came out of nowhere so but the ending is my favorite part because just listen to the announcers, like the excitement. Is yeah, play this voice. clip. I, Here this we go. is awesome. That's awesome! Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah, it was really exciting. Even to like, even to like the last. Yeah, he's he said some somebody's coming out on the outside. He had already started coming on the inside. Really, I don't think that he's like yeah. The word, the horse with the longest odds in the whole thing. He, I don't, he I was don't, right. Don't talk about him. Eighty to one. Is that what? But it was? it's yeah. The craziest thing is, he wasn't in the race as of Thursday night. Right. I heard he was an alternate. <laughs> Somebody right? dropped out. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Oh, I guess we're going to enter him. Okay. <laughs> and he wins. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The horse knew. What a story. Right? It's so cool. What do you got? So I have, did you hear about the equal pay in U.S. women's national team on the soccer? Big, big, big. Now, I'm a rackets guy. The One of the catalysts behind the scenes, if you know tennis and you know somebody who's always fought for women's rights. You? <laughs> Thank you, yes. <laughs> I haven't been around as long as this person. And she B- also Billie has... Jean King? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So she was very instrumental in making sure that this happened. Uh, I, there's some... I mean, if you know, if you read stories, you'll know that players have mentioned her and said she has been one of the reasons why they I didn't have, know that. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. I saw that occur. Big day, big happening. Another one is there's the New York... Open Pickleball Championship coming to the USDA Tennis Center um, the weekend of Memorial Day. So it's starting like the 25th, going to the 29th. I will be playing two events, doubles and mixed doubles. I had to pull out the singles. Super excited because it's going to be a rocking party. I'm excited. Is it on something? Yeah, it'll probably be on one of the, I don't know which. I don't know which uh, TV company subscribers going to have it but it'll definitely be on youtube on their channel okay uh, i will i will I'm texting you during yeah, the match yeah thank you i would love to have some sideline coaching <laughs> some sideline coaching tell your from partner a- <laughs> to follow the plan <laughs> exactly show him this message exactly <laughs> so that's exciting because that's it, this will be the first event it's the largest event uh, most money being shelled out there. It's really cool that it's here in New York, right in our backyard. It's going to blow up the New York pickleball scene. I'm super excited for it. And we have the French Open, speaking of tennis, coming. It started, the qualifying. St- main draw is going to start next week with the, I think we have, I don't know how to say her name, Iga Swiatek. She's one of the top seeds. She's a favorite. Djokovic is a favorite. The 19-year-old. I'm, I'm worried about his mindset. Nah, <laughs> his mindset's fine. He's got a lot of confidence right now. All right. You have Nadal who's injured going yeah, in. There's a lot That's... of storylines there. So who's the dark horse on the men's side? Yeah, good question. Sitsipas. Really? The oh, way, yeah, the, he's always playing well in this the way. Well, the way he got seated, he's not really going to face a big-time number 10 opponent until the semifinals. All right. He could come out of nowhere. You also have Medvedev, I think, is a dark horse coming back from an injury. Hasn't he's playing in right now? He's doing a warm up tournament. Bonfie is not playing. I, th- I don't know if he's good yeah, on clay or not. He's good. But. He's good. I, but like looking at a dark horse, you're looking at you know a, a Medvedev. Could he make a splash? Got to the quarters last year. I like the first one. Yeah, CC Boss. Yeah, but two of those. I mean, they're great players. We'll see. It's going to be fun. So speaking of tennis, yeah. We, and this is courtesy of one of our listeners, Michael Sachs. Shout out to him. Shout out, Michael. But whoop, whoop. Novak recently won his 1,000th match. Yes, he did. To become the fifth player to yep. ever do that. Yep. You know two of the other four, and they're obvious. Yep, Nadal and Federer. So who are the other two? Uh, I, I'm going to go with maybe McEnroe. Uh, Sampras. You're over two. Agassi. Over three. Um, Laver. Over four. I did guess him. Your hints are JC and IL. 
Come on. Dead silent. <laughs> He's really J. pontificating C. over there. JC and I am. Jimmy. Oh. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, Yvonne. Was... Oh, oh wow. Yvonne got yeah, a thousand? Yeah, that, that's the one that I didn't think of. That's surprising. I was between okay. Connors and Connors. I and Laver. Connors and I, I went got, with yeah. Laver because yeah. I thought he beat everybody back in the day. He must yeah. have won a thousand matches. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a really, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. You always stump me on these trivia questions. <laughs> Very good. Wow. Tennis <laughs> trivia stinks. I like that one. <laughs> and you got the but weekly you're a W. Rat, quote, unquote, rackets guy. I am. I am. Don't, don't throw shade on me. Come on. <laughs> so the weekly wisdom. Yes. I came across this one in my. Now, did you come across this because this occurred? Something happened? How do you pick this weekly? It's kind of what could be somewhat relevant to what we're speaking about. Okay. I love it. A lot of them would be relevant to things we've already spoken about. Which is great, right? It's always good. That I love that there's a great connection there. Cuz we come, you know, we talk we were talking about this. We it's you know, our prior topic was overcoaching. Yeah. But we we they're 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 all very well, relevant in in what we the, in what and how we approach our podcast and what we want to get across um and talk about, right? Process versus outcome. Is one we should revisit. Yes. Because yep. maybe with some coaches in the future, because yep. that's that's a topic that's in a lot of these wisdom. And it's so used. What it could be somewhat just, overused, but it's, it, it's used out there. It's spoken about. Just, it's such, it's so interwoven in so yeah. many other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because we're talking, we're, you know, we're here to talk about life as well. Like, how does it relate to life? Exactly. And. Parenting. Exactly. Yeah. We're dads. We're, we're dads. dads. <laughs> we're coaches. So this one is don't just be in proximity, be present. There's a big difference between being in proximity and being present. The difference is how mentally engaged you are. Being in proximity to something means you are nearby. Being present means you are fully focused on being in the moment, not distracted by anything else. Whether you're watching film, warming up, sitting on the bench, don't just be in proximity, be present. Be where your feet are. Don't get distracted by outside noise. Do everything with great focus and great enthusiasm. So that made me think of yeah. us as parents. Thanks for sharing. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. That was very good. Watch, watching our kids. So, oh, yes, there will yes. be situations where, yes, I'm probably guilty of this at some point. I show up and I have to do something for work or I have to get back to somebody. Okay. So, I just start messaging okay. during the game and all right, not really paying attention to exactly you're what's in proximity, going on. exactly, you're not, you're not present, exactly. Okay, or I'm chit chatting with a friend or something for. A little bit too long, maybe. Okay, all right. You are very social. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's usually if I haven't seen him or her in a long time. A plus. <laughs> but, you know, then I'll watch Karen, for example, and when one of us isn't chasing around the other two kids who are right. supposed to be in the playground and ended up in the forest yeah. last week. <laughs> I want to hear about that. Oh my goodness. Okay. I don't know what idea that was. It's another podcast. <laughs> but 
she is so present, present in the games. Like her excitement, her cheering, yeah, comes is very evident. And I think that our son hears her, mm-hmm. and I know the team hears her. Yep. And she doesn't. She doesn't. She does very little sideline coaching. She is just cheering. She knows. She her is role encouraging when she's yes. I don't. I don't know if it's conscious. That's just the way she is. I. I want to be there to cheer. Yeah. To encourage and, and encourage. Support, like, you support. got this, guys. Come yeah. on. Yeah. That's so cool. It's. 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 It's rare. Inspiring. I think maybe. And it's. Yeah. And I saw. I say okay, rare, so. Sorry. Yeah, I saw the opposite. Yeah. And this is why I wanted to speak about this. I was watching a different game. Yeah. Braden is nine. Yep. Subbed on the 10 year old team. Right. And some of the parents on the other team were being very negative towards the their team and the players. Yes. Oh. Particularly their son. The, these are the parents. Yeah. Wow. And okay. I couldn't believe huh. it. Huh. The, the kid looking at you and you're, for the most part, yeah. you're complaining. Yeah, that's hard to Run get. or sub yourself out, he kept saying. Hustle. Wait, this is baseball? This is soccer. Soccer, okay. Hustle or sub out. Hustle or sub out. You're not hustling. What are you doing? Huh. Pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball, if, if he's dribbling too much. <laughs> Just like that. Like very, very <laughs> negative. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look to us. Okay, so I was thinking about this. If they hit a shot and it barely misses and they look over to us, that is a crucial moment for us to cheer for them. That was so close. You almost had it. Keep going. You're gonna, you got this. Versus what we all want to do in that moment is shrug our shoulders, put our head down because it could have been the game-tying goal with one minute left. So it was, it, you have, it's very quick. So... That's being present in your mindset of yeah. saying, I can't do that. Right. I can't do that. Right. Speaking of outcomes versus process, this is, this is for fun. <laughs> He's learning. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I did that today in, in the golf match. Oh, we were so close. Yeah. We almost had him. You know, there were maybe, you know, some, some questionable calls or something. Okay, just remember, it's just for fun. It's for it, fun. It's for it's fun, fun, and there's <laughs> development. Yeah, exactly. We want but, to be in this for a long period of time, and there's development. You know, I'm going with this exactly. Yes, mindset. You, yeah, and and you you yes, mindset, and where you touched on the idea uh, as a parent, being mindful that. It's not about wins or losses. It's about where, you know, the whole idea of like hustling all this. Maybe that son, daughter was hustling. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they're hustling to their max effort. Because it's funny. We, we, we feel when we step out there, number one, the parents should, they should know that their role there on that game is to be a parent. To, like Karen does, to encourage, to support, to cheer, not to be a coach. The coach is over there, and they're going to coach. The player is on the field 
playing. Those are roles, right? So yeah. when you when you know that you're going to be a spectator, what's your spectator? Watch. Well, be present. Yes. Come back to that quote. Be present. I know you're in proximity. We don't need to hear the voice. <laughs> Just be present. If we're going to hear the voice, encourage, support, keep trying. You know, get to your position. Uh, you you can get there. Help make a pass. Play some defense. So this is interesting, though, because I was speaking to somebody about this last weekend, and it seems to be maybe a trend or an observation that a couple of us had in some of the instances, our respective children don't hustle. So maybe that's another subject uh, that we okay. can talk about. So, but so but, that's a, okay. So that's a private conversation with your child about their effort. Yeah. I that agree. is not because, because that is not about that. That is so embarrassing for that kid to constantly be scolded verbally that they're not hustling when maybe they are and maybe they're not hustling because they're sick and tired of their parent telling them to hustle <laughs> i'm zoning him out i don't care what he says exactly which, which is what that will eventually lead to. yes and and so part of what sideline coaching for an athlete for a child adult it's confusing it, it's no <laughs> yeah it's we it, know what it is. We we don't need to we don't need to go exactly. over what side. We all, but we've but from, all been from there. the player's standpoint, it's confusing. Imagine like you were telling us on the overcoaching, that coach that was pitching, uh, sorry, that was coaching son or whoever it was pitching. That is a crazy amount of verbiage, cues. Do this, do that, do this, do this. Now on top of that, add in a parent who's sideline coaching. Throw the ball, release the ball, get ready. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't know what so, to do. So check this out. I This is a crazy experiment I read about today. Yeah. There was a person who said, I'm going to show you what this is like when yeah. you're a kid. And he took yeah. a kid out. Did yeah. you read about this? No. He blindfolds the kid. Ooh. Puts him in the center, oh, center court. Exactly. And he says, all right, you guys observers, get him near the basket. <laughs> And they're yelling, laugh, laugh, right, move closer, do this. Right, right. He was completely lost. And, you know, by the end of the experiment, he was further away from yeah, the basket yeah. than when he started. It's a great so example. It's, it's a great example. It's a harsh, you know, it's it's over-exaggeration of what it's like. But that's I essentially don't know. what I, I think that when you got a, the coach yeah. potentially yes. over coaching and you have the yes. parents. And it might be more in basketball because you see that there's only a couple oh. things in basketball that you can do. Yeah, you I can don't know. pass or you can shoot. Right? <laughs> well, you can create but, a pick, you can so, create space. But it's like soccer. If they're not shooting, they just keep passing it. It is natural for somebody to say, Shoot! What are you shoot. guys right, right, doing? Right, right, right. <laughs> if we don't score, yeah. nothing will happen. It doesn't. Again, if we don't score, we don't win. Who cares? Right. This is a plan <laughs> the coach obviously put together. Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> so, what? Let me go back to what we were talking about yes, before. I was speaking please. to my friend Lindsay. You know who you are. And she <laughs> said that she was having a problem with her child about that. And okay. I had a discussion with her, and it was very, it, it was not. Yes. So 
she started to research it. Mm. Like, well, what can we do? And she said to me, the thing that I immediately started saying to, uh, to Brayden, to all my kids. Yeah. I really enjoy watching, watching you play. <laughs> That's it. Yes. I don't care if you win. That's right. I don't care if you fall That's down right. 14 times, if you make a 17 mistakes. Yep. I love that. I had so I much fun watching you play. I really enjoy. Yep. There's different I ways to say it. I said that to Braden after today, and I meant it because it was fun, but I would say it to him even if, you know, he played awful. Can I give you another one that's really good? Yeah. Because remember, it's not about us. It's about them. You made that game so fun to watch. Ah, oh, that's a good Yeah. I'm using that one too. Yeah. <laughs> and and this gets along um, with the idea of knowing your role. We're watching. What are we yeah. doing? We're spectating. We're cheering. We're encouraging. We're supporting. It's not about wins or losses. You made it so. And then what you I like what I would do, and how I do it is I follow it up with an example. Mm. When you did this play, yeah, because when this happened, that makes it like go from some vague. Idea too specific. To like exactly. Where yes. their memory goes, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes. And I might follow with it like, you've been you've been working so hard on making contact with that ball. See how awesome that was? <laughs> how did that feel? <laughs> and then it's like you see the smile, the joy, right? It's about joy. Yeah, that's the best when they smile. It's cool. I'll, I'll text you that one later so you can just pull it up. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I came across this clip and I showed it with you, but there's, and, and I'm going to play it for everybody and it's a little bit long, but it, it's super critical. And this message that this coach gives, we should all send it to everyone we know immediately. Yes. Says, so they can send it to everybody they know. Yes. And this is the, so this person, he's coached at an elite college basketball level. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. He took South Carolina to the final four. Honestly, I don't know where he coaches now because he's moved around a couple of places, but he was talking, someone must have asked him what he does when he goes and watches his sons play basketball. And his answer... He knows his role. <laughs> yeah, but his answer... But he was obviously observing yep. other parents. Yep. And maybe, the, maybe he was... Sitting in the back, sitting in the corner. Right. They didn't know who he was. Right. Which was likely clear. But his answer to a parent's role is something I want to share with everybody. Okay. Yeah, this is a really nice clip. You you share this with me. I love it. Here we go. Animated coach that you've probably ever seen when my team's playing. I go watch my kids play. I don't say boo. I don't wave my arms. I don't try to coach my kids. With all due respect to most parents out there, I probably know more about basketball than most of them. Okay? <laughs> it's so true. But I sit in the stands and I don't say a word. There's two guys refereeing a fourth grade game on a Sunday morning. What can they possibly be making? 20 bucks a game? <laughs> I used to do that. I used to make $12 for 10 and under, yep. 15 for... 15 and under and 17 or 18 bucks for high school age kids. Okay. So on a Sunday morning, instead of being in church, those guys are out there trying to make a couple bucks. 
to pay their bills, feed their families. Do you think they really care what fourth grade team wins? <laughs> Do you really think that they like sat at home and said, I can't wait to officiate that game tomorrow? <laughs> so true. That one team, I can't wait to get that 10-year-old kid and embarrass them in front of people. Do you really think that's what they're doing? Uh, yep. I don't try to tell my kid how they should play. You know what I told my two boys when they come at me? Why are you asking me, man? I didn't run your practice. Go talk to your coach. Oh, that's a great line. But, uh, don't talk about your coach in front of me, man. Because mm. if you are, then you're not playing basketball. You don't understand why you didn't play better? Go talk to your coach. I'm not your coach. I'm your dad. Somebody disrespects you, then I'm here. If you fail, good. Deal with it. I'm going to help you get up. But don't come talk to me about coaching. I, I do this for a living, man. I'm not going to criticize a guy that's trying to help you. And then the other part. So that's the officials. You think those coaches coaching fourth grade kids are making any money? Uh, so there's someone that's giving of their personal time on a Sunday for free to help other people's children, yet we're going to have the adults in the stands yelling obscenities at the officials, criticizing every decision the coach makes, yelling at the kids like the kids, they're 10 years old, man. Like if there were LeBron James and Dwayne Wade playing in the NBA Finals, like, like they know how to handle their coach over here and their parent over here yelling at them. Then we wonder why kids get confused, man, why kids rebel, why there kids don't know how to listen. Confused, yeah. How can you listen when you got so many voices in your head at the same time? You know what life teaches you? Shut things off. And that's that's the part that's frustrating to me. It's If, if someone so wants to be so animated when there's a basketball game going on, then go coach the team. Go run yeah. practices. Yep. Show up every day at 6 o'clock at night and run an hour and a half practice. And then you got your team to coach. Or be an assistant coach. Sit on the bench. Yell all you want. I don't care if people on the bench yell at my kids. I got two boys. I, if they don't deal with my children, they won't be on my children won't be on their team. My my child acts up or doesn't do things the way that they're expected to do things by them, not me. And they let it happen, I'm taking my son off the team. I want my son to be challenged, and my both of my boys. I want them to grow up. I want them to understand what life's about. But that's the part that's sad, man. So yeah, wow. that was I Gosh, love that. So much that. there. I know. So <laughs> much there. I mean, confused, right? He uh, he nails it on the head when he talks about that. It's it's exactly what it is. I mean, I see it when I'm on the court, and there's uh there's a parent, and they're you know they they interject. You have sideline parent coaching in a one on one. Yeah, lesson. Are you yeah. Yo, no, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And and it happens. And 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 what's really mind blowing is that he talks about that and brings up they're confused. You're just confusing them more. And and the fact that he says, I've got more experience than those coaches, he's so right. But I he mean, knows his role. Exactly. He doesn't overstep and he knows like, okay, I'm watching. Now I get some of these parents, they know tennis, they play tennis, right? Whether they know more than me, whether they know something at all, they're stepping onto that court as a spectator. Watch. Or they're sitting on the side, right? Or just, <laughs> there's the moment to do that is... Johnny's getting a drink of water after the lesson. I noticed you did this. What were you thinking there? You know, like not. But you can easily now. You have the mindset. I'm going to interrupt you because you ask a question. Some of these parents are not asking questions. They're 
dictating oh, and so telling funny. them what to do. You should that's do so this. Funny. Oh my god. Why is your grip like this? Do like you know the accusatory. I'm a kid. Give me a, a break. Yeah. You know, like and it's that development. It's the development. Like they think they're going to get a scholarship at 10 years old for playing tennis or a sport of basketball, soccer, baseball, softball, whatever it is. It's the development. Look. And look if if you have a this is where I think he makes a really good point. If you want to be involved, right? For for my sport particularly, come ask the coach. What are you thinking? Yeah. What like where are you going with this? I like Or that. like if you this is one of the ways to get a parent who is really sideline coaching, get him involved. Hey, you want I you know what? I need an extra I need an extra body. I need an extra coach. Can you come and be on the, you know, be on the bench? Can you come next to us? We need some help. It's a really great way to get somebody involved. That's a parent that you hear, right? Because it's audible. You're hearing them. Okay, we got to have, you know, that's one way to get a parent involved that can actually be a help. Yeah. It's fun, by the way, when you do I know, that. you did it. I, I do it <laughs> you're, the, you're, the, you're a great example of that. <laughs> so we also talk about, I know you know, joystick, joysticking. I want to talk about this. So that refers to Which like being a video game. very related to, it's, it's uh, the sister to overcoaching. Well, that's it, it. It really is because you're sitting on the sideline and you're joysticking your kid. Tell right, you're you're interjecting your thoughts, you're you're projecting onto them what they should be doing. Which, if you, one of the main reasons we coach is to create an independent thinker, somebody <laughs> who's also there. having fun, right? Exactly. <laughs> there might be a. There is a moment they need to be able to problem solve, think on their own. And if you're constantly joysticking, meaning you're making the move for them, telling them what to do, how is that helping their development? It's it's society's overarching focus on winning. Let me and get my kid into college. It, I'm going to joystick. Or, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know... If you want to go to the, if you want to get a scholarship to whatever university, yeah, you need to do X, Y, C. You know what? Our philosophy, and I may have said this before, is we'll nudge. Yeah, we're not going to push. Right. At some point, if they want to do that, they will pull us. Yeah, they have to pull us, and we will drive them to wherever they need to go. We'll get better coaches yep. for them. Whatever it is. That's not going to be my idea. That's going to be your idea. And we talked about some, you know, and you'll be present. We did talk about this because yes, one of your daughters says, let's go play catch. And I forget which one it was. Yes. Lily. But you know, I'm starting to experience that That (laughs) Luke every single day. He's seven. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. Come and go play catch. (laughs) It's awesome. So such a good feeling. But I will say that in those moments, now, can you be a dad as you play? Sorry to interrupt. Can you be a dad as you play catch? And just throw a little, no. <laughs> okay, that's it's going to be a goal for you. But without it's, coaching, it's uh, but developing the fundamentals at seven years old, I can see what happens to players when they're nine, 10, 11. If yeah. they don't, they have some bad habits that are you can't correct them. Or they haven't been, and I'm yet. but I'm also noticing I can with him. The other one, okay, that's at good. the other one, he would just start shrugging his shoulders, yep, yep, yep. and I can tell when I do it with Luke that 
when he doesn't do it, he feels it and he gets a little bit upset at himself. Okay. He says, I know I can. I'm like, Duke, you could do this. Yeah. And then I make him do like three ghost throws and then he does it. <laughs> Shadow, like, and, right? and then I yep. celebrate like how fast it was and how straight it was and how yeah. perfect it was. And he gets, he gets like the fist. Like, yes. <laughs> he is a beast. Which. <laughs> Below he's got, knows, he, had, he knows does have the, the heart of a knows champion. the fist that he saw in the pool that one day. Anyway, okay, so I don't know what that means. No, <laughs> Luke was doing laps by himself. He thought it was by himself. Okay, he's six at the time, and he gets to the end of his lap, and he thinks no one's watching him. He like makes the fist. Oh. Yes, <laughs> <I did it. laughs> my brother. Is that like the Napoleon my, Dynamite? <laughs> my brother saw him and was like dying laughing. <laughs> that's and, awesome. So that's, that's so his cute. mentality so in those cute. moments. It's very self motivated, but you know when he doesn't do it, I'm like, I let him have a couple where he doesn't do it, and then he yeah, does yeah. it next time, and then he throws it all over the place. Like, see what happens when this. Anyway, love it. So, but you know, for his games, I don't say a word because he's doing the coach pitch. Right, right. You know, I cheer. I'm a cheer. Right. That's it. Right. Yeah. It's not the time to coach. No, you're wrong. The four is during the match. When? during the game is not when? the time to coach. Right. And then the other, like one way, another way. To, I, I would like prevent sideline coaching. Do you know this one? Do, do you guys do this? It, you know, you have a team meeting, like a preseason team meeting with parents. Have you ever done that? So, no. Okay. But I have seen emails okay. come out that say encouraging the parents what not to do. Yeah. And that seems to help. Okay. For all you coaches out for there. For one game. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to have to keep yeah. these thoughts present. But we, are, the kids have stayed together for, this is their second year, and the parents are all from a similar, we all have similar interests, it seems like. We yeah. get along really well. Yep. We can kind of almost, you, you're we're getting to the point where you could say something to someone. Because you've gotten friendly enough with yeah. them and they won't be offended by it. Right. But it's kind of like the lobster mentality, you know, why you can't, you why you can what's never this? put a single lobster in the tank. Why? Well, what's this? I've never you heard never, of this. Why are there multiple lobsters in the tank? They will never, if you put one in, they'll get out. If you put two in, they'll never get out because one starts getting away, the other one pulls them back in. Is that right? Yeah. Oh wow! So, so it's kind of like, Where oh, you you're going this? rogue over there. <laughs> coach, get over here, get back in here. <laughs> That's great. I've never heard that. Wow, man, I, I, you blow me away. I just like constantly learning from you. This is crazy. The one lobster in the tank. I don't know. I, somebody <laughs> told me that once. This is why you got to listen to our somebody, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know what curveball. Holy cow. You. That's great. And I grew up next to a lobsterman. I never asked him. <laughs> well, I mean, it was only at the restaurant. I don't know. Somebody told yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. All right. So can we get back to this idea of growth mindset? We talk about this. We've referred to it. We. Well, I think what, it's important because. What's the opposite yeah. of growth mindset? It's called fixed mindset. Fixed mindset so which means what when I mean, it when something's fixed i mean it's it's always not it's not always apparent when you're fixed so to me it's it's yeah i'm trying to explain it but the way that i read about it was we're never going to win this game okay when you don't win the game it's 
no big deal. Like you, you can't, if you didn't do something that was impossible, it's no problem. Whereas the growth mindset, and I'm using an example to define it, is we might not win this game, but we might, and we're going to try really, really hard. Let's see what happens. Right. And then during the process, if you happen to lose, you have the mindset of what is it going to take to beat that team? What is it going to take to accomplish whatever it is the fixed mindset said was impossible? Right. So you're learning during the process. That's how I understand. Yes. So um, it's one is open-minded, one is closed-minded, one is fixed, one is growth. And it could be uh, in life, in sports, it's super important. Uh, As an educator going to NYU, came across a psychologist, Carol Dweck. We had to read her books. She talks about this idea of being in a growth mindset, not only as an educator and teacher, but also as a student and making sure that you are aware of this growth mindset with your students. A student who would be fixed would be like, I know, I understand. I don't need to know. Yeah. Uh, There's no more learning going on. There's no capability of opening up your brain to another possibility. That could, there, something could, an outcome could occur because of the way I tackled this problem. So you're becoming a problem solver. But having the mindset to say, oh, there's another way to do it? Oh, okay, let me try that way. Because then possibly I might be able to succeed in what my goal is, right? So it's the objective of the how you can accomplish something. Being open-minded, having this growth mindset, Okay. So follow me. Now we talk about the idea of failure. We're talking sports. Yep. Somebody has this mindset, I'm going to fail. What people misunderstand about or misinterpret about the growth mindset is that it's not about avoiding failure. Okay? It's about not being afraid to fail because it's inevitable. It's part of what you do. It's going to happen. And that's the requirement to growth. What do we say failing is? A failure is a first attempt at learning. Have you ever heard that? No. But so so one, when you fail, you are attempting to learn something. The one I follow is, and I, you don't win or lose. You win or you learn. Exactly. So that, well, that's, that's it. That's it. That's the one that is that I've been using. It's a big one. It's a big one. We we want to, and that's the growth mindset, right? You lose. What's the reason we lost? What was it? We need to be able to open up, and I can give a clear example because we just had a ladies' match, and I asked them about it. I was like, "Okay, here's a moment for growth mindset." <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what happened in set three. You know, just give me some feedback. What was it? When you have an objective as a coach with your team and they don't hit the objective, it's going to be a long day on the court. Uh. And they lost. What happened was they did not, they made a move in set two and they won. Set three, the other team made a move, right? They adjusted. Our team didn't adjust because they were fixed Uh, on on what their plan was. The other team won. And you can't, you can't coach them during the match. No. It's one of, it's no. One of the very few sports. I don't that, want a joystick. No, no, no. But you, but 
tennis, what I'm, my point is, and we're tangenting way off here, but you can't sideline coach in tennis. Well, technically, <laughs> it's so technically, it's actually, there's a little bit of a loophole where between the second and third set, if the players want to ask the coach, do you see something? You, you can. You can actually interject. In this. Yes, okay. in this not scenario, in, 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 in this league that okay. our teams play in. So you are allowed to actually, like, if there's an observation you make and you're like, so, but they didn't come over and they didn't ask. And they kept, I don't even know if we, anybody was there to be helpful. Sometimes they don't. I, I tend to, if it's very specific, I will make a suggestion. Because, again, I don't want it to be a, uh, I don't want to be joysticking. I want to see if they talked about that thing before. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's the objective that we will come in every week with an objective. Let's execute this objective. And then if we can execute, so they you try to stay the course, right? But you got to be able to problem solve on the fly. That's part of it. Like you got to be able to independently think, okay, we made our move. We're executing this game plan. They just made a move because we're losing now. So what do we need to do to get back on track to win? How do you, right? So growth mindset, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. creates flexibility in the moment. Absolutely. Un- under pressure. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think this makes me think of something that I'm excited about for a future topic. Yes. Is the difference between mindset in individual sports and team sports. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about that in the future. Yeah. It's a good but one. Coming back to <laughs> sideline coaching. So what, what can we all learn here? Let's be enthusiastic. Let's inspire our kids. When they look at us in that moment that they just failed, do not okay, let them here's, see here's failure first. Let, 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 Let's rewind. Number one, we want to know what, 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 who are we when we go and we're a spectator. What are we, what's our objective? Our objective is to watch. We watch and be present. And how do you watch and be present? And how, and how do you do that? You watch, you encourage. If you're going to speak, encourage, support, cheer them on. Yes. Okay. That that's team. that's so that's important. We need to know that you're not a coach. You're not playing the coach role when you're actually watching a sport that either your son, whoever's playing, right, daughter, whoever it is. Number two, if you really want to be involved as a coach, ask the coach. Make it uh, make it a you know a goal of yours to see if they need help. Yeah. And become a volunteer, volunteer coach. coach. Okay. The one, by the way, the one you can do nonverbal things too. When yes. You're, when you're cheering. Yes. So I do a silent for all the kids. Silent. I just put my arm out. <laughs> nice. It's a fist bump. Nice. Air fist bump. Yeah. What's the old woo woo woo? No, right? no, no. They, the fist bump, they fist bump me no, back. No, but I'm saying like, you know, that 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 kind of motion. <laughs> Arsenio taking it. Right. <laughs> we just lost half the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> right? The flag wave. There's so much you can do. Just make sure that you, again, it's, it's we don't want to confuse it. We want to make sure the kids are having fun. But also. The adults, whoever's lastly, playing. Lastly, be courageous enough to tell other parents, uh, that yes, that's true. T- you know, in a positive way, right? Help us help them. That's right. You know? That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's a g- very good point. Very. And maybe good point. maybe it's through the coach saying, "Hey, you know, you might want to send out one of those reminder emails again. Yeah. Of the best things that the coaches can do on the sideline because yeah, if you have someone who's consistently doing sideline coaching, it becomes a hindrance. Yep. Yep. It's, and it, we see it a lot on the rec level, yeah. which is where all of our kids are. Yeah, yeah. This is so. Uh, you know what? I I just I feel like every time we do this, I always learn something new. 
<laughs> I always learn something new. It's. It, it, I want those books. It is so enjoyable. And you know that I'm in a growth mindset. Everything I do, it's just. Well, sometimes learning. you're tired, though. I mean, come on. Learning, learning, <laughs> learning. Stop it. But we've had fun. We hope you've had fun this last 40. We're going to be back at it in a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking with a company, a woman that has started a company and is um, really making headlines in the pickleball world. That's exciting. Okay, and right off of my playing in the New York Open. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and uh, we're going to have a good show then. Thank you, everybody. If you got a suggestion, a comment, topic, message us, right? Yeah. What's your handle? SC Trojan Brad. Mine is Jeff Loconti Tennis. As you know, we keep it real. Please keep improving and keep doing better. Peace out. Have fun. We'll see you.